I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome everyone to yet another episode of the Bobo and Flex show. My name is Bobo and I am your resident optimistic nihilist. Reminding you every day of your mortality and the urgency to get your titty sucked before the apocalypse <laughs> swallows us whole. And I'm with the beautiful Flex. Uh, I'm only here to encourage you to critically think and to facilitate your own nut and to stop being a dumb bitch full time. Love it. In summary, we're here to facilitate our own nuts. We're here to get our titty sucked and we're here to seek out pleasure and growth with our chests. First date, let's get into it. Well, for starters, actually, today we're going to be talking about first dates, how to navigate first dates, how to flirt effectively, um, how to avoid fuckboys, where should you go for a first date, um, and mostly how to let go of attachment to outcomes. Flex, what for you is your ideal first date? Like, what's your dream? And what would you say is your absolute worst first date? Oh, let it be known that I'm a very cheap and easy date. I only want to like my dream date would literally be like going for a really, really chill lunch, like no pressure Mm. somewhere where you're allowed to sit and relax for ages after the meal has finished. They come back, bring you juice. There's ambiance. It's in the shade slightly, but you can people watch just chill. My worst first date would probably be like a super fancy dinner Something that involves <laughs> meeting all of their friends or things at once. Like, you know, like someone's like, oh my God, come to this party I'm at. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh babes. my God. Yeah, no, that would be I don't do that either. Horrific. I would, I'm freaking out. And it's not because I'm not a social person. If anything, like, my issue is I can't turn off the social flex if I'm in the right environment. Like, there yeah. are some times where I catch myself at a party, like, bitch, relax. I'm like, I literally cannot. They need me to be on. They need me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm like, it's like a group interview. I can't not flex on them. So yeah, anything where I have to like, where I have to perform or constantly react to like stimulus, I don't need. I just want to be left alone to chat with someone. And for me, a good day Ooh. is like five hours of just chatting. And a bad day is like when I'm 15 minutes in, I'm like, I've got to go. I have, I have an emergency. Oh my God. Yeah. What's your dream date? First, I love how... You're like a simple bitch, but the bougiest bitch in the world. I Do love you know, that duality. So many layers. Let me tell you, I feel like it's actually quite it. endearing. Like it makes me human Honestly. for these hosts to know. <laughs> I'm simple. <laughs> I love that for you. I and absolutely this is, love this is that why men you. get mad at me. Because I come here, I'm like literally a chill bitch. And then you realize, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> like chill in terms of like when we have to leave the house but if you need to hang out with me for the rest of our relationship i'm gonna cause you problems oh absolutely (laughs) i love that i love that duality i am very bougie actually but i'm i'm bougie but i'm a minimalist so shut up (laughs) 
I mean by that is like, I don't necessarily need to be at a restaurant on the Upper East Side that's like $5,000 for a meal, but I need the absolute best ambiance. I need it to be at the... Pr- I'm just particular, rather. Maybe the word isn't bougie, but I'm particular about what I like for first date. I do love dinner dates, but I love when like guys cook for me. I prefer... Not for the first date, but like... Okay, let's differentiate between a bay audition and a date. I think the very first time you're meeting someone ever is more of like a bay audition. But once you've like acclimated to each other, then it's like, you know, you guys are going on dates. Okay, I agree with you in this one. Because I do bay audition, I'm like, keep it chill. Like, cute, like, cute picnic, cute, like, little coffee thing. But like, first date, I go, I do dinner dates. Yeah. Often. Yeah, you know what I mean? I think, um, but actually, even for, like, Bay Audition, I like to go on, like, dinner. I need lots of conversation. Like, we need to be but conversing. But you can't converse over dinner. That's the problem. Like, What do you mean? I think needs- it's the perfect place no, to converse. Because I feel How? as though you need to be so conscious of the flow of conversation. Before you know it, you're doing all the talking and you haven't eaten yet because you can't scoff food down and talk. They haven't spoken because they're eating. And then it's like, okay, well, now I've got... It's just a weird flow. I feel like (laughs) dinner dates are good for people you've already established a comfort with. So you can eat in peace. It can be, like, silent for five minutes and it's not a big deal. Not this new thing. You tried it. That's so interesting. I love dinner dates for the first time. But I also love... um, How are you going to be gnashing, gnashing, gnashing for the first time? when you're trying to get to know someone you've got food in your teeth you haven't swallowed properly there's like you know a little bit I'm like screaming some, br- <laughs> some cauliflower <laughs> on your bottom lip <laughs> it's endearing i love that spinach in your teeth <laughs> like yes zaddy <laughs> i hate it <laughs> i love it <laughs> however the thing about dinner dates for the first date is that it's it's just like it's not creative really nah. you like yeah and that's what i don't like if someone were to take me on a dinner date you're getting a 5 out of 10 as far as my approval rating. What do you need to be creative for? What's with all the smoke and mirrors? It's just people enjoying you, each other. Why are you going to... I sound like I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. There's this argument on Twitter every every day. The every same day. argument. You call this a date. Every day you the same argument. Literally. Call <laughs> y'all call this a date? Every day. And it actually kills... Because it always turns into a class war. It always turns into, I hate you bitches who are all gold digging assholes. <laughs> and it's like, I'm sorry, Devon, that I don't want to go on a date in your Nissan Altima getting drunk on some Hennessy. Oh it's my not a God. date, fam. Oh I need effort. I need creativity because I feel like creativity and effort, A, I'm a hopeless romantic and I need romance in my relationship. Okay, but what's your love language? Is that receiving gifts your love language or something? It is. See, okay, this is where we're getting at different. And communication. Because mine is your love language. Mine is acts of service. So I like when people do things for me. I don't care what it what it is. So it's not about where we go. It's like the fact that you went up and got my drink for me or so on and so forth. And then I like quality time. So I'm not really fussed when and where it's happening. I just need you to be working for me and um, being at my beck and call. Oh, wow. Okay, well, yeah, I like quality time. 
I also like gifts and conversation. But in order from most to least, I would say my love language is quality time followed by gifts. And gifts doesn't necessarily mean like I need a Bugatti. I just like like flowers and books. like handwritten notes, books. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. Someone once took me on a date to a bookstore and that was absolutely like my clitoris was fluttering the entire time. Like, I'm so bored. <laughs> oh, my God. What you do you mean? You have to be quiet in a bookstore. Like, can I cackle in peace? All of a sudden, it's like shush, 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 shush. <laughs> no, let me be outdoors where my voice travels with the wind. <laughs> i'm finished i need well it was like it was like this and it was on like a top floor as well so the ambiance is incredible the views were amazing why it was like a quiet place (laughs) (laughs) like says why are you looking outside when you should be looking at this face (laughs) when i have a whole outfit but you're looking outside (laughs) the disrespect and that's the shit I like. Like the fact that this guy was like, "Oh, this bitch likes to read," so I'm gonna take her to a quirky little cute bookstore that has a little restaurant inside, and it's gonna be a cute, intimate date. And we're eating good food, and it was also vegan. Like he just, you know, like you put in the effort. You did your googles, you did your research, you put in the effort, and it wasn't expensive at all. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, um, I guess that. It's like somebody day, saying, you know? I know you ate like a child, so therefore we're going to go to like the Thai restaurant. Cute. Yeah, you know? Okay, but we need to move so back. That I we appreciate. need to move back, 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 back. We've yes. jumped the gun on first dates. Yes. We've talked about what our preferred first date is, but before we even get to the first date, we mm. have just dipped our toes into what it is to be dating again. I want to talk yes. about our differences in how you date or like initiate dates in real life and I do my work online and then transition it offline. How do you meet people in real life? Oh, everywhere. Everywhere and anywhere. Okay, I will preface this by saying that she's I don't also have a in New York. She's in New York. I'm so also in New York. Yeah. So in New York everyone walks everywhere, everyone talks to everyone, and it's a very open conversational culture. I also don't have a nine to five, so I spend a lot of time walking and just being outside and being in different places and meeting different people all the time. So for me, I have no use for dating apps and I also don't like dating apps because I don't really care about someone's appearance, really, which isn't to say that I'll date Shrek, but like, (laughs) you know what I mean? I don't really need someone to be like attractive for me to date them. So dating apps don't do much for me because... You are swiping based off of whether you like someone's skin suit. So for me, I also am a huge flirt. I flirt with everyone. Flirting is my hobby. Um, flirting is also my form of philanthropy. I think all of us should flirt more. I think we could literally end all of the calamities in the world if we did more flirting. I think one of the reasons why the world is in shambles is because women are hypersexualized so much and men aren't sexualized at all. I think just a little bit more balance could be achieved by effective flirting. So there's that. So what usually happens is, for example, I'm on set or I'm at a meeting or I'm at an event. I'll meet someone, we'll have conversation, cute banter, we'll flirt, we'll exchange numbers. I don't initiate dates. 
because gender norms. And that's trash, really? but it is what it is. I don't do Are it. We I don't disagree. Really? <laughs> and I don't think it's a good thing, though. I don't think it's a good thing necessarily, but I think the environment and the culture I live in allows me to be this way. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like if I maybe lived in a culture where I had to rely on dating apps, then I would have to learn to initiate dates. But I just don't. I don't like to initiate dates. Um, So once the guy is like, I would love to take you out, I then give him a list of options to choose from. And then he chooses, we go, I like in the winter, not in the winter, in the summer, in the springtime, I like going to art galleries. I like taking walks. I like going to museums. Um, and I like dinner dates. And so after that, then after the Bay audition, because that's a Bay audition, we're both auditioning to be each other's date. After that, the man pays because I will not. Wow. Um, not on the first date. So after, yeah, so he will pay. And yeah, and then we'll continue and either it works out or it doesn't. But that's generally my approach. How do you approach dating? I know you're a turbo (sighs) bitch and you like to do the initiating. And you're also an Aries. (laughs) Aries (laughs) like to initiate things. (laughs) Okay, so So starting with online versus IRL. I too am a freelancer, but I guess I'm always traveling or I'm working in environments where it's not appropriate for me to not be working so if i'm djing an event i'm not going to hang around for an hour afterwards trying to find a husband if i'm on set (laughs) at a beauty shoot there's not a lot of straight men around that i can jump Mm. on you know so in real life doesn't really work well for me and then also because i work in you know music tv entertainment those environments are conducive to meeting people but i'm still at work so it's not really appropriate to shit where you sleep so i can't really do that so i find that online is a good way for me to proactively and really quickly just siphon through people and that doesn't mean talking to someone and like shutting them loose shutting them down sorry but it's just being mindful that like okay i don't need to invest 16 hours of my life with this one Mm. person let me get an initial vibe it's not on move on keep it quick keep it efficient i think for the average person who's really concerned about what it is to actually date if you're not a dater then online dating can give you a really sort of like investment like a low investment potentially high reward way to do it well, you don't need to leave your home initially. You can just start talking to people, getting a vibe and a feel for it, and then, yeah, you know, moving on to in real life dating. I do think that you shouldn't, be, you know, get a pen pal online. You don't jump on, you know, <laughs> Tinder, Hinge, Bumble to be speaking for six weeks. Like, get on to get off. Meet someone in real life. Yeah. But that's how I do it. Now, I wanna. I just. I'm gonna fight you on the you know, on the who pays and the who initiates just because. Let's fight. Are we even ready <laughs> to get there? I feel like we've, okay, so yeah, <laughs> online versus IRL, you should probably try both. I personally, I I online yeah, date, try both. but I dislike it. I, I personally just don't, I'm not invested in finding other ways to date because I'm not trying to invest that many hours into it. But I can imagine going out, you know, go to your farmer's market, go to the local soccer pitch, introduce yourself that could be a go but for the average like slightly insecure time poor bitch just go online date and start navigating there now hold on do you have any apps that you recommend uh i personally like hinge a lot i think that Mm. of all the dating apps that are available to like straights and are popular 
the entry point to hinge requires effort so when you sign up you have to upload six pictures you have to answer three questions about yourself so it might be like what's your biggest fear where's the last place you traveled so these things act as conversation points as well it also gives you a lot of information about you know people's like political beliefs you know their spiritual beliefs it just gives you more context than like a tinder or a bumble might tinder is quite annoying because i find that Tinder's been around for like the beginning of time, which means there are a lot of accounts on it, which means you're swiping through so many people who either have been yeah. on the app and their account is dead because they haven't deactivated their account, or there's just too many people I don't want to look at. So Tinder just gets a lot. And then also yeah. Bumble, I just, I feel like I already initiate so much that having to initiate the conversation with these men, it takes, like, there's not, there's no equal pressure there. It's just me having yeah. come up with this funny fucking witty line and then somebody responding or not. I don't like that shit. So, you know, I, what was I using the other day? There was like this alternative ones for like, like, what was it? Like for swingers, like threesomes, like uh, polyamorous relationships, oh, wow. non-monogamous. I think it's called Fifum. I don't know. I'll we'll, we'll like put options down in the, in the group chat. People will share all their favorite the apps. Dis- yeah. It's, it's yeah. marketed as like an alternative app, but essentially it's for like people to fuck, like couples to fuck with singles, singles to fuck with couples, people to find their non-monogamous open poly relationships. But it was weird mm. in Sydney and cool overseas. Um, anyway, so I'm, I want to talk about how we open do opening lines, but before we do that, we need to discuss mm. what Bobo said earlier about like not paying on the first date because so-and-so is auditioning. Now, yes. I feel as though, you know, of those of us who are on this, like, I want equality for the sexes, yes. Like, you, <laughs> the way your politics contradict themselves are going hey. to affect the, oh, they're going to affect the interactions you have on these dates. If not uh-huh. consciously, subconsciously. So when I'm walking yes. in, nobody owes me, especially like in this, if the way I find it, just to be diplomatic, Whoever has asked for somebody's time is the person who pays. I think that's there fair. we go. If you ask me to it. leave my Absolutely. house, then you are paying for the food and the for drink my I eat. If I ask for you it. to leave my house, leave your house, and I pay. If we both come to an amicable, you know, childish, let's hang, then we will do so, and we I will split. get my drink, and yes. you will get your drink, and then we'll leave it. Do you know? Yes. Yeah. But it's for that reason I don't like. I personally really like to do my my um vetting process to make sure that money isn't a topic that's gonna dictate if this does or does not work code for Mm. i prefer to date people who are not rich but who have money to spend so not every date is dictated by oh i'm broke this week so we can't do xyz that's just my personal preference call me fucking you know a alt-right sympathizer like it's just how i it's how i navigate i have money and so i prefer people i date to have money and this is not talking about having stacks i'm like i did this when i worked in an office too it's just a matter of knowing that like if every you know friday i'm gonna be out having a nice dinner with my friends Sooner or later, it's going to be you and I having that nice dinner. I want to be able to have this nice dinner. Yeah. So No, I'm, I'm with that. I'm with the shits. Yes. And as we said before, if you're on, like, um, if you are of that kind of belief that women date for reparations and men owe you, men owe you money then for Then I want to fight you. Then 
obviously you'll navigate dating a little bit differently but i think you know as i said before you're going to come into so many other problems that who pays for this 12 dollar fucking sandwich just like cover it like you should leave your house expecting to pay and then be grateful when you don't <laughs> that's yeah. just how i find it also what did you also mention the um, difference between not the initiating ba- not initiating yeah 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 okay okay so what I find, and you, Bobo might not have to geographically because I've been to New York, you know, it's a different area. Like somebody's always trying to like call you out, like, you know, take you out, yeah, tell you you're beautiful, so, You just you. have options for days. Yes, they're begging to entertain you when you leave Australia. Like you go to London, everyone wants to see you. You go to Ghana, everybody wants to see you, you know. In Australia, yeah. it's not necessarily that way. So I feel mm. like from circumstance... I am well, just by being a turbo bitch, anyway, I'm initiating quite a bit. I find that if I'm waiting for a guy to dictate the pace of this relationship, we're going to be pen pals for 16 years. I don't want to do it. And I also understand if <laughs> don't somebody. Don't say pen pals. <laughs> I understand if someone is like, is, is insecure and they're a little bit scared of being rejected, then I will, you know, mitigate that kind of, you know, insecurity and ask the person out and then from there there'll be this back and forth reciprocity if after that first day i'm still the one being like let's do this let's hang out when you're free then it's a dead ting and you move on but i do think if you're going to be engaging in dating frequently then you have to eventually be comfortable with asking somebody out unless you are going to be a passive participant of your dating relationship whoa oops there i'm gonna disagree with you oops I think, and again, this depends on where you are in the world, because certain dating cultures are more rooted in gender norms, etc. So for me personally, I don't initiate first dates. But now that I'm like in a relationship, I'm usually the one calling the shots on everything. So I, and I guess it's just a preference, honestly. I like to be, in the beginning stages, I like to be courted. I want to be surprised. I want to be taken out on dates. I want people to surprise me with handwritten notes. I want flowers. I basically am not putting in any effort until I like you back. You know what I mean? I mean, that's at also this fair. Point, yeah, at this point, it's a, you're still auditioning. You <laughs> ask me out. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to suss you out. I like you after the first date. Let's try another date. I incrementally like you more. And until the point where I like you back, until the point where our feelings are mutual, I'm not doing anything. A, because while I don't believe that like dating is a playground for women to demand reparations, I do think that like it's the only area in our life where we benefit or where we can benefit effortlessly. So like it's really nothing for a guy to like put in some extra effort to write me a handwritten letter or to send me you know, roses or whatever it is. It's really like, it's really just nothing. So I think for the first few, but I also think, again, this is cultural because I don't think this could ever work if I lived in Europe. Like, what are you bringing to the table? Not you specifically, but when we're talking to a greater audience who may not have the prowess that you have in some areas that will elicit the same attention, you know, it's naive to think that somebody is going to put effort into you, a bare stranger, (laughs) to entertain you like who are you to someone when you haven't even had an initial meeting so in these instances i can understand why strategically somebody doesn't want to invest all their time and effort into 
a projection of me in the early stages. Though what Bobo said yeah. is not a bad idea. Like, if someone is trying to woo you, put in the effort. It's cute and stuff. I'm down for that. My only thing is, my ego will not At allow me... At some point, me, yeah, you should be a participant. Yeah, that my ego will I mean not that. allow me just to be this passive player where someone has to pick me, then tell me where we're going, then tell me what we're doing. I'm going to feel... I don't like to be yeah. bossed around in that way. And though that's not what's happening, my ego and my pride are, like, doing tricks. They're like, nah, fuck him up, fuck him yeah. up. He, he thinks you're a fucking goose. He's taking you for a ride. <laughs> you take him, put a leash on him. <laughs> so, one of these things where it's yeah. just me knowing that, like, if things aren't moving at a certain pace, um, and that's not, is that's not, like, a quantifiable, like, in three days we need to, no, no, no. It just means that if it's not progressing and I feel as though this person's just coming here for entertainment, then leave me alone. I don't need that. So navigate yeah. what your tolerance for chit-chatting is. I personally think that I, when I'm on apps, Boba doesn't use the app, so personally... I, if I'm speaking to someone, I need to see them within a week of the first time we speak or it's a dead thing. I don't do this whole yeah. like two, three, four, five weeks because you can get to know quite the screening process for whether or not you want to leave your house to meet someone shouldn't be that difficult. Like, you know, how are you, what do you right. like when you're angry? What do you wish people would talk more or less about? When was the last time you were happy? What's your relationship like with your mom? You know, how, like, you know, these things are quick, quick, quick things. What's the last thing you watched on TV? Did you vote? Whatever. And then you have, you know, some context. Right. Now you can meet. Meet up that Tuesday on the weekend. And if you can't do that, then you need to wait until you're actually available today. So when I'm overseas, I don't jump on the apps in Australia. What am I doing? Yeah. You know, I wait till I'm yeah. physically present and then I can actually engage. So that is one thing that you need to be doing. But on the topic, I know you don't use the apps, Bobo. I do. People yeah. ask me up, down, every day. How do you DM a guy on social media, on an app? What is the right opening line to use? You know, how are you meant to engage without seeing me too forward, but with, with displaying your intentions and so on and so forth? Do you have an answer? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I've never done it before, but I guess if I were to, I would just do it in the same way that I would like strike up a conversation with a human being at a party. I mean, I was at this CBD event. New York is so hipster. I can't believe it. I was at this CBD event the other day. Um, ended up talking to this guy. It wasn't necessarily, like, romantic or whatever. But because there was just no one really there who was, like, compelling or interesting, I was like, let me just flirt with this guy for the next 30 minutes and call it a day. I started the conversation by prefacing it with, wow, I've actually never struck up a conversation with a guy before did you like no i feel like i haven't really i probably have but i can't think of a time when i would approach a guy at a party and be like hi i want to talk to you that's not generally because gender norms i just don't feel like that's not generally like how women move through the world but that was my opening way of initiating that conversation of just stating how i feel and then just moving from there. And we just ended up talking about CBD. I guess I would approach it that way as well. I don't know. Start off with like not pretending to be more charismatic or more witty than you actually are. And just like go off of there. Look. Go I agree. In. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The issue is. I Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Like the last point Bobo made a lot, do not pretend to be more, more witty or more charismatic than you are. If it takes a village for you to figure out your opening message, you're not ready. <laughs> now, yeah. interestingly, I just think that you just need to do a, hey, how is it going? Like, although it may be the most dry thing that you ever, that will ever leave your vessel, you are just starting a conversation (laughs) with a stranger. Like, you don't need to pull up all the stops, come up with this quirky, like, do you like pineapple on pizza? Ha ha ha. What do you think about the ending game of thrones? All these things say nothing about a person. How somebody responds to, hey, how are you? Says far more. If somebody, hey, how are you? Me, I'll say, Hey, I actually think I'm quite fine today. I woke up, did so-and-so, went here, did this, and now I'm here. How are you? Yeah. If they don't come back with the same energy, it's a dead thing. You move on. I feel like there's there all, go. again, it's all this unnecessary pressure on such banal, like, things. Like, just say hello. Just say, how are you going? <laughs> how's the day? Or if you want to get creative, hey, how's your week been? What are your highlights? What are your lowlights? Then they have some, yeah. you know, some space to tell you about what they do, what they experience and so on. It's honestly not that deep. And it's actually quite frustrating to me that that was probably the most received question we got about how to actually online date. I, I want to just go off of that as well of like, you're just talking to people because... <laughs> I don't know. I go to events quite often, which means I strike up conversations with people I don't know quite often. And I'm a really awkward person. Like if you've met me in person, like if you've met me in the flesh, I'm the awkwardest bitch in the world that I'm not insecure about my awkwardness anymore. And I feel like that's the key is to not be insecure about your shyness. Don't be insecure about your accent. Don't be insecure about whatever it is about you that you think is going to make people not like you, I would actually say like rather emphasize that or lean into that and start conversations from there. Like at the CBD event that I was at, there was like a circle of girls who were just talking because I'd gone by myself. So obviously like I don't have someone to lean on. Um, So there's a circle of girls who were just talking. So I was just like, wow, I'm just going to slide into here awkwardly and stand and join this conversation. And like things just pick up from there. Like it doesn't need to be a big line. I would say approach a guy the same way that you would approach a human being that you don't know at a party, at a concert, at a festival. You know, like it's not that deep. It really it's isn't that, that deep. Serious. And it's the easiest portion of the relationship. Because really, I I personally do my vetting in the initial stages of conversation. I don't talk to someone for six weeks and then vet them. I'm like, initial conversation, that, hey, how are you? Highlights, lowlights, you know, X, Y, Z. If the energy is not reciprocal, then is, what's what is the point? There's no point. Just, yeah. you know, it's a numbers game in the most, like, in the least offensive way possible. I just want to yeah, go back mean. to what you said about gender roles and how mm. you prefer to like exercise them in your romantic relationships. What about when you're dating or going on dates with women? 
Who who initiates the date? Who pays? Who does? Oh, what? there are no gender roles. There there really are no gender roles. If both of you are submissive, I mean, the only time that I've had like a, a consistent thing in the queer community that wasn't just like a one time, like we're at a party and we're flirting, or whatever, was with the trans girl that I was talking to you about, mm-hmm. and so she naturally was just the person who initiated like the first t- the first date. And then from there, it's sort of like equalized. It's less about, I guess when you're in like queer spaces, it's less about gender roles and just more about like personality types. And so like why can't some we people keep just that same energy assertive. in hetero relationships? Like why does it need yeah, to be? Yeah, I think we if are. If you are naturally the aggressive person, then be the aggressor. And if you are the passive person oh, who doesn't mind. I feel, I personally feel like I have because we talked about in the first episode of this series how I'm a more yeah. an outcome rewards based person I know what I'm after and so I'm quite strategic in my actions to ensure that how I'm behaving is conducive to this outcome so yeah. if I if I'm looking for a partner I'm not going to dilly dally around actually meeting you in person if that's going to help me decide whether or not you are eligible you know yeah. if you are just here for a good chat then you don't need to rush and do any, everything but it's the inconsistencies like you can't be out here being like i really want a partner like i'm really ready to settle down and then when it comes to sending the first message you are you know starting a conference with your six closest friends talking about what should i say what's a good opening line you know yeah yeah i think like while i don't like to initiate things in the beginning stages i do like to be an active participant in every relationship so i think what hurts women is that or one of the ways that we self-sabotage in our romantic lives is that because of gender roles and the way they've been set up men approach and they and because they're the ones doing the approaching they get what they want while women wait to be approached and because you wait to be approached you settle for the options that you have and i think you end up settling when you're not an active participant in your relationships in your romantic life when you're relying on the guy to do everything to make all the decisions it's one thing to be a romantic and be someone who likes to be surprised like i'm that person i like to be surprised i like to be taken on dates but that's not to say that i'm not going to be like no i don't want to go there i'd actually rather go here instead you should be actively participating in making decisions in agreeing or not agree and not agreeing and in voicing how you really feel about something and not just pretending to be cool with something just because the guy is supposed to be the initiator and the aggressor and the dominant one you know what i mean i think it's less about like initiation and more about passivity like it's cool to not initiate but being passive is never cool because you always end up settling yeah i agree and i also like if if you're not convinced by any of my prior arguments also putting the shoe on the other foot and seeing how difficult it is to be the person who has to arrange things all the time who has to get it just right so the person is you know both interested and intrigued and you pick the right place and the right time and the right location over and over and over and over again especially when it's just an expectation for you to have those things done to you and you're not being thankful and you're not you know giving positive feedback it's very draining so you have to imagine that is it even worth 
this person's time to be on your fucking back trying to impress you when you don't see the lengths they go through to have to like recall all this shit you like and make sure you're having a good time it's a lot of pressure so even for that reason to acknowledge how much somebody likes you when they put in effort to arranging things for you is really nice yes and like being grateful but also like equal contribution to relationships i think that Mm -hmm. i think that the beginning stages is a very good time to tell how someone is going to contribute to the overall longevity and health of your relationship. Yeah. Um, I was talking about this on my Instagram stories the other day and asking people about how much should, should you expect your partner to contribute in relationships. And someone said, which I really, really love, that a relationship, because there's no such thing as balance and there's no such thing as equality, but a relationship should, if it's healthy, be at least 60-40 contribution with both people aiming to be the one doing 60%. Mm. You should both be aiming to do more, but realize that you'll never really realistically get to that point. So it will be 60-40. And if it's erring on 80-20, it's just, no, you need to reevaluate. And I think the beginning stages are a really good way to tell if someone is going to just be like lazy, if someone's going to be complacent, one of my biggest pet peeves of relationships is men getting comfortable. Like men putting in all this effort at the beginning. And then once they've secured you, because apparently women are trophies to be secured. Once men have secured you, then they suddenly become comfortable. Like, are you mad? Did you not know that this relationship has no destination? It's a <laughs> journey. You'll be working the whole time. <laughs> you will be working There's until no holidays, you barely die, any benefits. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. <laughs> Look, I, yeah, it's... There is no, that's real. No, no, no. What do you think... Okay, so let's imagine that at this point, you've, you've talked to someone online in real life. How do you personally initiate a date? Because I, I can imagine a lot of people struggle with that. Can I start by saying, if you were of yeah. this camp that says, do you want to hang? Do you want to chill? Then you, I... Pfft. No. I'm deleting you. Uh, you are blocked. Uh, that just shows an inability to be vulnerable. There's I, an if you're not able there to too. show me... There's an immaturity. There's an, it, it's games. It's games. If you're not able to, with your chest... Be explicitly interested in me. If you can't, with your chest, be like, I am interested in you and I would like to take you on a date. Mm -hmm. And instead you opt for, hey, would you like to hang out? Fuck off. You're wasting my time. I'm going to go be with someone who knows what the fuck they want and Such a simple thing to say. And or even, you know, even explicitly Mm -mm. saying, I'm really enjoying this conversation with you. I'd love to have it in real life. Can I take you out to dinner? Can I take yeah. you out for a drink? This, like, you know, it, it's explicit language. It it shows or it implies that there's mutual interest. This vague, Absolutely. can we hang? Can we hang? Are you going to be around this area? Oh, we should hang. No, thank you. I can't do it. Because that you same know what? ambivalence is going to carry through the whole relationship. You'll be hanging for 60 years. <laughs> You'll be confused for 60 years. Are we dating? <laughs> You'll be... And you know what? This is why these type of relationships are called unpaid internships. Yes. Because you 
are out here confused every day putting in work for something that you don't know what it you don't know what it is but you're working for it a dead investment absolutely a dead investment there are zero returns on your investment and you every day you are at work that's called an unpaid internship fam even weekends where there's no reciprocity There's no reciprocity. There's no clarity. There's no intention. There are no standards. That's called slavery. I need you to take off your apron. I need you to get off the cotton farm and have higher standards. You know what it is? This really gets me heated. It's this idea of like the mysterious man. No. The myth of mystery that we've been sold by Hollywood. There's no such thing as mystery. Mystery is called games. Yeah. <laughs> if you're with someone and he's being all, oh, mysterious. I don't want to tell you what I am. I don't want labels right now. He's wasting your time. Yeah. This vague, vague, Take off your like, apron. mysterious. It's not it. Uh, like, Mm-mm. Twitter says it every second day. You shouldn't have to. If somebody likes you, you will know. You won't be confused. You will know. It'll be said to you in you know indirect or direct ways you'll know by their actions like it can't be this in between or whatever same thing if you leave a first date and you're like oh i don't know how that went then you need to clarify but we'll get there in a second so as we're saying before if you are now meeting someone in real life you're at their work he's sold you a pair of jeans you're very interested or you're online i do online shit so that what i would do is say i'd express that i'm interested in this conversation I would like thank them for their contribution. I would suggest an activity. Let's like I would love to take you out for dinner. I would love to see mm. you for a drink. Like you and none of this. See how I'm using very specific, clear, explicit language. Not like yes. hey, this is cool. Like maybe we should like I don't know do something. No, I Lil would love to take you out for insert activity here. So you're clear. Yes, it's a date. It's it, like there we go. We're interested. That's how you do it. There is no other way to do it. We, we can't do this whole, like, oh, like, nah. It needs to be direct. You can't do it. If you it are going on a date this clear. Tuesday and you don't know, then it's not a date and you need to figure it out before you leave your house. <laughs> Literally. Even if you need to text me, like, hey, just to, just to confirm, is this a date? You have to do it yeah. now. You have to do it now. Don't. I've absolutely done that absolutely. a myriad of times. I've been like, just to be clear, is this a date? And sometimes you can make it playful, like whatever it is, yes, add some humor to it. But like, you need to know why you're leaving the house, <laughs> or else that's called a circus. Or, that or else that's called a physical pen pal. You don't need another one, babes. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> put what? the pen down. Put the pen down. <laughs> put the pen down. <laughs> why do women love to? Oh my god! So. I was asking in our Facebook group, mm. um, I was telling everyone, you know, we're going to do a Q&A, send us your relationships. Someone asked the question, how do you avoid situationships? Ooh. This is a word that I've seen flying around Yeah, Twitter, my favorite. That's why I was like flirtationship, <laughs> They're different, but let's go on. Yeah. And so I asked her to define that because I've never actually thought to ask someone what a situationship is. Mm. I You've still never don't been in a situation get it. Shit? I probably have, but I don't know like what a situation. What is okay? What I got from her explanation was that a situationship is like where you're both doing, like you're having sex. You've met his parents. 
you you text every day you go on dates but he's like no what do you mean what do you mean we're in a relationship is that what a situationship is? Yeah, I mean, a Where situationship you're doing all the is a, yeah, it's an, a clearly undefined relationship that looks, smells, acts like a relationship, but no talk or parameters have been put around it. So it's when you've gotten so far into the relationship where it's not as though you are scared to text them. You're not scared of, you know, asking yeah. for their time. It's often presumed you'll be seeing each other every weekend. You hang out in the day, you hang out at night, you've met each other's friends. It's just in this very comfortable flow, yet neither party has decided to ask or define what the relationship clear. is. I think the the defining factor of a situationship is the cluelessness that comes with it. Kind of like this weird indecision yeah. where you're kind of where I guess you're so <laughs> attached to the narrative that you're too scared that if you approach the conversation, it'll ruin what you have. And that's why a lot of people stay in that weird gray area because, you know, what if I ask what we are and she says that she doesn't want to boyfriend. Because you're scared of being vulnerable. Yeah. So... Oh, my God. How to get out of a situation is to not be in one in the beginning and to set your intention... (laughs) (laughs) Is that mean? (laughs) It is. (laughs) Flex is really here to grab you by your hair (laughs) phone. The way to not be in a situationship is to not be a dumb bitch and not get in one. (laughs) Sorry, I forget. Sometimes I forget myself. Look, I'm crying. Let me try. Please be gentle. Be gentle. So the best way to avoid being in a situationship is to set your intentions from the beginning. There is. I don't go into any dating scenario without either indirectly or directly saying that I'm looking for a relationship. Yes. If you haven't, or if you haven't had the conversation of like, my ex and I broke up because of this, and I'm just like ready to like date again, I want a partner, or like, I'm just ready to like settle down, I'm looking for a relationship or whatever, then it's safe to say that you have told the other person indirectly that what you're after is a situationship. And so you've given them th- mm. like free reign to waste your time. Yes. So if, so really like to avoid a situationship, you have to be that bitch who's explicitly like, hey, like I'm trying to have a kid at 30. No, but you get what I'm saying. You, you have to yeah. say what you yeah. want. And if you are currently in a situationship and have to get out of it, I pray for you. Because the only situationship I can remember being in, like we got out, like who could, look, you don't the way you get out of that will scar you for the rest of your life it'll really skew the way you see relationships because i was like honestly is this oh my god (laughs) no i've been i've been there as well i've been there to make it worse it was with a rapper oh and yeah during my la days i don't know who i was guys neither pray for play pray for me i was seeing this guy who is a rapper i should have known better Mm -hmm. He, from the get-go, made it clear to me that, like, he's seeing multiple women yeah. at a time. He's seeing multiple women. Um, he's really into me. He'd like to continue seeing me. But he'd like us to, to do this. To just <laughs> not go any further. <laughs> not go. And, and for Bobo me, that was like, uh-huh, really uh-huh, confusing. Yeah, 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 uh-huh, I was like, uh-huh. oh, so is that, like, for now? Is, is, is that in the future? Is this a date? I, I, yeah, I would keep... Literally, like, I would keep asking questions, honestly. (laughs) I would keep asking questions and never getting answers. And the more I didn't get answers, the more questions I would ask. And he'd keep saying things like, you're really my my future wife. Like, I really see a future for us. Like, you are the person that I want to settle down with. And I was so confused. Because then I'd be like, okay, so we're dating. (laughs) 
And he was just like, He's no, like, why no, would chill, you think we're relax. dating? You know what? <laughs> Literally. He's <laughs> like, nah, chill. Like, relax. Like, you, you know what it is. Like, you know what the lifestyle is, ma. Like... <laughs> Why are you gonna make things so complicated, Everything bitch? Like you know what? Me hurt. Oh, listen. But I was the clown. I was the clown because instead of leaving, or instead of accepting what it is, I just kept hoping for more by asking more questions. I'd continue to ask and get nothing, and hope that if I asked again, I would finally get something. Oh. Clownery. Sweet plum. Was I in a circus? You are oh, main wow. act. Main act. We the paid money act. to see. Do you know what? I I I have witnessed situations or slightly dodged situations in which you enter some sort of relationship with someone. It's chill. You know, it might transition from sex to like now you're hanging out in the daytime, but you're just not sure what you want from the person, and so you yeah. avoid defining it. And before you know it. It's, you're in situationship territory where having a conversation might imply you want something that you don't want and so you avoid that conversation. Mm. I get it. We've all been there. But we have to start yeah. realizing a prerequisite of dating is to know what you're dating for so you can make sure you Absolutely. have a strategic input in the outcome. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I love it. So in this Absolutely. instance, if you are listening and you're in a situationship, you've got to do one of three things. Take your clown to the, to the dry cleaner because you'll be wearing it for the next six years. You need to text Absolutely. him right now and say, hey, quick question. What is this? And then watch him waste your time. Or, <laughs> or option Don't three. Don't do this. <laughs> option three is to say, hey, I acknowledge that we're in a relationship. I just want to see where your head's at because I would like to define this. One of yes. three. Which one are you? <laughs> or be a clown. And, pick and commit to your decision. Yeah, don't commit flip-flop. Commit to your decision. Do you know what I find a lot don't of people flip-flop. do? So if you're in a situation where you're sending a very risky text, it might be like a define the relationship, I like you, I miss you, whatever. Send it and put your phone like screen down. Go and wash your hair. Go and make you like make some burritos from scratch. Because what yes. you don't want to do is wait there for the text and then double text to clarify like you didn't mean what you said. <laughs> Stick with it. Yeah, don't do Go that. Go and mind shit. your business. Sleep on it. And if he hasn't replied, then you have your answer. No answer is an answer. <laughs> and you know what? I feel like a lot of men use vagueness as a form of as a tool to manipulate. Oh, it's their primary language. <laughs> it is their primary language. And that's why a lot of women keep flip-flopping. Mm-hmm. Because a guy will be vague just to keep you at at arm's length, but also keep you close enough to get what he wants from you. It's called and emotional re- and unstable ambiguity. Hey, there's a name for it. Mm-hmm. There we have it. Mm-hmm. And then when he realizes that you're getting tired of the games and that you're ready to move on because you're tired of clowning, that's when he'll start with, now he wants to redefine things. Now he wants to give you more clarity. This no, 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 no. You can't. Don't be susceptible to that clownery. You need to commit to a decision. Yeah. You need to decide: Do I want to be with this guy? Yes or no? And then you need to communicate your decision with that guy, and you need to stick to that decision regardless of what they tell you. If you tell a guy that you want to be... Or a person, because I've been that messy bitch who's like, well, it's chill, just enjoy yourself. Like, we're just having a good time. Yeah. (laughs) 
I think you can be that person if you're both enjoying it. You know what I mean? It's I think sometimes relationships are... Yeah, but I think, like, sometimes both people just do want it to be casual. Mm. Or sometimes, like... <clears throat> Sometimes a lot of times this happens with men and women where a guy wanted to be more, the woman just wants to be friends, but a guy is just like, you know what, like I enjoy you as a human being anyway, so I'll stay here and this is what it is. But you're not deluding yourself into thinking that it's gonna turn into anything more than what it is. You're just like you've made peace with the facts and you're at you're not trying to change anyone, you're not trying to change some shit that you can't change, you've made peace with it. If you know that you can't make peace with your situation, you need to take your town, your clown suit off and call it a day. Yeah, I feel like in the in these situations, you know, if you're wait if you're waiting for a response from someone or a desired outcome, their outcome should only um, affirm. It shouldn't dictate what you say or, or don't say. So, like, if I've texted yes. someone and said, "Hey, I wanna I wanna take you out on a date," if they say yes or no that's fine do you know what i mean because you've already done the work right. if they say right. yes it doesn't mean that's a win if they say no it doesn't mean it's a loss it just is yes how you yeah. see your action isn't contingent on the reaction that comes back at you just be yes. bold be brave everybody's scared you know everyone just wants to get their titties sucked now i want to talk about Absolutely. so let's say like you know we've we've now dm the guy we've we've all the girl the person whatever We've acknowledged that people are people and we just need to start conversations and use those initial conversations as a serious vetting period. Understand what it is Mm. you want from people, how you like to interact, manage your expectations with how much you're engaging with people. I know for a fact that when I'm in the early stages of like a relationship, I'm super obsessive about the chase. I like to really like hunt down people like they're my prey. Mm. I'm like overtime, overtime, overtime. And when I know they like yeah. me back, I'm just like back to regularly scheduled program. I'm screening, I'm busy, I've got <laughs> plans, whatever. That's just my MO and I warn people about that shit. I'm a menace, I know. So also manage your expectations. If you're the kind of person who knows that you can't pretend to like vegetables for your whole career, maybe tell your vegan partner that that's an <laughs> issue. If you're the type of person who knows that you're just not good in being at social situations, maybe tell this person that you don't want to go to a bar and a club every time you hang out. These are the yes. times to really set the foundation of every other day because these are the, the instances that everybody looks back to in the future. It's in six months when you're in your situationship and you say, oh, but in the early stages, she was always so good at planning. What happened? In the early stages, he always wanted to go to yeah. Pizza Hut. What happened? Set your intentions. <laughs> wow, this has been our longest episode. We had a lot to say, obviously. Yeah, yeah maybe we'll divide it up into a yeah. part two because this is this just because people aren't commuting for an hour and forty minutes. We don't want to do that to you. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Okay. All right. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> um, join us in the next episode for our next series. Of what is the series? Join the us series. for our next episode, which is the third installment of our series on dating. There we have it. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Bobo and Flex. Don't forget to give us a review on Apple Podcasts because it helps us make more content. And join our Facebook group because it's incredible and the conversations are lit. <laughs> Everything will be in the description box below. 
or everything can be found in the link in our Instagram bio. Catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.